Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. This is our third Q&A and Street Challenge episode. Today, I will answer questions about photographing children in the streets and how to get a spontaneous reaction from your subjects in street photography. Then we will discuss our next street challenge and I will give you my pick of the week. But first, I would like to announce the winner of the last street challenge, which was about capturing motion in the street. There were not as many entries this time, but a handful stood out and I picked two winners. The first is Don Conrad. Actually, he said his name is originally French, so it's Don Conrad, who entered an image of a man dressed in black about to go up a set of stairs in a back alley. Um, I like the mood in this image, mostly. Um, I like that it's dark and gritty. Um, and there's only a slight motion blur in his leg, and but there is a lot of motion in, in just a gesture. And um, And it's just, again, this is more of a... It's the the whole mood that I that I really like. That's why that image stood out for me. And of course, that's kind of a personal thing. Um, and when I contacted Don, he explained to me that he actually s s stood there for quite a while, waiting for the right subject to enter the frame and to go up those stairs. And that is so important. Um, not everyone makes a good subject. This particular subject here is dressed in black. Um, I mean, he's just the perfect timeless um, human element that you, you hope for in your street photography. Um, someone with big writings, you know, brands on their shirts and backpacks don't make for very interesting subjects. Well, I guess it depends if you're doing a story about, you know, people with brands and backpacks. But uh, in street photography, you know, people that are a bit more discreet or dressed in, uh, you know, in more plain clothes and, and sometimes fitted, more fitted clothes make for more interesting uh, subjects. So think about that. So good job, Don. And uh, good job in waiting for the right subject to go up those stairs. And the second uh, winner is Paul Griffith, who really was thinking outside the box when he produced a really cool um, motion image of a, a woman shopping. And he used uh, motion and flash. And so he sent me a little summary of the technique he used. So I will include that on the show note below his picture. So check him out and congratulations to both. And they will receive a title from our friends at rockynook.com. Now it's time for our Q&A segment. The first question came from Don. He asks, Photographing strangers on the street has never intimidated me, but I do get nervous when shooting candid photos of children, especially when the parents are around. I'm never sure how parents will react when they see this old man with a camera shooting photos of their kids at the beach, in a park, or on the street. I shudder to think what might happen if they spot a picture of their child that they didn't know was taken on my website or Flickr page. What guidelines can you give me about shooting candid photos of strangers, of children, 
uh, on the street. And are the laws related to street photography different for adults and children? Thanks. Well, this is usually the first concern that is raised in any of my workshops, and it's a legitimate question. Many of us are parents, and we're quite sensitive to it. Of course, countries and cultures will pay, play a big part in how you approach this issue. And when in doubt, just refrain, refrain from photographing children in public areas, period. Um, I've never really had any problems, and a lot of people say, oh, it's easier for women to photograph children than it is for men. And that might be in some part true, but I've had many um, workshop participants or, or friends who are street photographers who are very successful at uh, photographing children and do beautiful work. So, you know, I think it really depends on the individual. As a rule, avoid photographing or any type of photography, actually, uh, near playground, schools, and daycare. That just looks too creepy and, um, and it looks suspicious. So people will probably report you. And uh, if it was, you know, if I saw somebody with a camera walking around the schoolyard of my children's, uh, where my children are, I would probably report them. Um, it looks creepy and um, you're kind of asking for trouble. So avoid those areas for sure. Uh, photographing children in public I think is the same, you know, in the US, as long as you're in public, whether you're a child or an adult, it doesn't really matter. But because it's legal doesn't mean it's always ethical. So I think it's something you need to address on a case by case basis. Um, if a parent is present, make eye contact. Because That will put them at ease, that will put you at ease, and uh, if they have a problem with it, you'll avoid a confrontation. They will give you, uh, they will give you the look that you'll know for sure they don't want you photographing the child, and now it's a good time to just nod, smile, and move along. If they're okay with it, they'll just nod back and smile. You don't need a, you know, a written agreement, um, but they they will let you know either way. So. So always look for the parent and make eye contact, you know, point, you know, show your camera, smile, nod, and, uh, and they'll let you know either way. If no parent is present, just follow your instinct. If you feel weird about it, then you will probably look suspicious. So that's one thing. You're not doing anything wrong. So look confident and uh, remember to always, you know, Look, um, as I don't have a smile on your face all day long either. That looks probably suspicious too, but, uh, but look friendly, uh, but don't overdo it. Um, use common sense and, and never photograph, of course, never photograph children in awkward situation that could be used or interpreted inappropriately. That again is, is, is common sense. But in, in general, I, People are okay with it. I've rarely had um, any um, objection. Um, it's easier in some countries than others. Of course, it's easier in the U.S. than it is in France, where people are a lot more private. But um, there are also many ways that you can make very artful street images of children 
without showing their faces. And uh, if you look at some of the most iconic images in street photography over the past 50 and more years, a lot of them don't have don't show the face. So it could be from the side or the back or it could be a silhouette. So think of those possibilities as well. And sometimes just doing a street portrait um, may, may be easier. Um, some of my students have done wonderful street portraits of children. I mean, they're still very candid, uh, but there is eye contact. And then there's been an interaction with the parent ahead of time. So um, they could still be children at play, but the parent is present. You have the okay. So it definitely brings the comfort level up. So So as I said, just take it on a case-by-case basis. Children make for wonderful, wonderful street images. So I think it would be a shame to just avoid photographing children altogether. But just just be very, very respectful and and use some common sense. So Don, I hope this helped and uh, good luck. The second question was sent by Michael Jolief from Sydney, Australia, via the Street Focus Google Plus community. Hi, Valerie. As a street photographer, uh, we generally try to be inconspicuous and go unnoticed to capture moments. But often some powerful shots come when a subject reacts to your presence. What are some techniques that photographers can use on the streets to get reactionary images that capture that interaction? And what things can you do to create a spontaneous moment when nothing is happening naturally? Michael, I think you're referring to that fraction of a second when your subject notices you and makes eye contact, but he or she hasn't had the time to even think of the reaction yet. Uh, It's a special moment. Uh, which usually doesn't have to be provoked. Of course, you're more likely to experience it if um, you're a little bit more obvious and not try so hard to be invisible, which is what we always try to do and we're so good at doing as street photographers. But if you make yourself not so invisible, most likely you will be noticed and you will get that reaction from your subject. Um, you can also get the reaction and by provoking it. Um, and uh, you can come really close to the person and snapping a shot as they look up and make eye contact and then just walk away. Um, I, Thomas Lothard comes to mind because that's a technique he's used so well um, for a lot of his work. And I will try to find a video of him doing that, um, showing that technique to link in the show notes. Um, I don't use that technique of, of coming really close to my subject and provoking a reaction, um, but I do enjoy that special moment. And, and there are times where, without being provoked, is, if you're ready, you get that, that look. And again, it's that look that comes before a reaction. It's more that startled look. And so in order to be able to capture that, no matter what, whether you provoke it or not, you have to be super ready and let your camera do most of the work. You have to focus your attention on seeing the moment, not on your gear. And uh, so 
I like I always keep my finger on the shutter release so my camera doesn't go to sleep. I'm always ready to grab that instant. So be ready. Let your camera do some of the work. So uh, again, I'll try to find some videos to link to the show notes. Um, but I think that's the moment that you were referring to, Michael. And I hope that uh, my uh, my answer helps uh, a little bit. Thank you for your question. The next street challenge is quite a difficult one, I should say. Um, it's capturing humor in street photography. And capturing humor in a fraction of a second may be the most difficult challenge in street photography. Also, we all have our own definition of humor, and it varies greatly from one culture to another. What may be funny in one country may even be offensive in another. Also, funny is also a personal thing. It is based on life experiences, on age, gender, education, etc. So there are so many variables that will make a situation funny for one person and not for another. And humor in street photography is like a good joke. No explanation should be necessary. Uh, just a catchy caption um, should be enough. Uh, think of the feature picture that um, that used to be so popular in, in magazines and newspapers. Um, usually the goal was to bring a smile to the reader's face after reading pages and pages of dreary news. And um, it wasn't to provoke any thought. It was really to bring that instant gratification of seeing something funny. So usually they would be just a very, very short caption below that image. Um, I, I recently wrote an article uh, for DPS about humor and street photography, so I will link it here. Um, and there's also a, different, a difference between funny and ridicule. In my opinion, not everything that looks funny is fair game. Funny is good, but making ridicule of your subject Maybe going too far. So just uh, imagine yourself in their shoes. And I think that's always a, a good way to, to approach that situation. And then again, it all depends. I mean, if you're working on a story and one comes to mind, um, I worked on a series of images of fair goers um, eating food on a stick. Uh, so I have images, a whole series of images of people stuffing their faces with fair food. And the point wasn't to make ridicule. The point was more documentary. And it's just life. It's life at the fair. And uh, and yes, maybe they look a little ridicule, but <laughs> this is just in a series, it works. So so think of it, you know, there is a, yeah, it's a thin line, but um, post your images, And, um, but please keep it appropriate. Um, so what works in extreme situations? Sometime you can find something can be very funny. So think of that extreme, extreme situations. Juxtapositions work great. And when I said juxtaposition, I think immediately of Martin Parr, at which I will link here too. Uh, his work is really, um, really unique and, and funny, and he uses juxtaposition to uh, convey humor. 
The unexpected um, is also a, a good thing to look for. Pets uh, are often part of some really funny street shots. And of course, you know, the work of Elliot Erwitt comes to mind and some of his iconic street shots of people and their dogs. And then planning comes into play too. You may find the right background and can be a billboard that uh, will make a situation funny if the right person enters the frame and you capture it at the right moment. Um, so, so some planning may be involved. So think of it next time you hit the streets. Uh, for inspiration, then I, of course I recommend checking out the work of, of Martin Parr and Elliot Erwitt. Um, and um, I will also put some of my some of my street images that I find funny. But you'll see that for me it's more on the subtle side. Um, it's um, it's not slapstick humor. Also, um, if you if you've never shot humor in street photography, I urge you to go out there with your camera. You have two weeks to post your images. So post your best shot. But I will open this to um, older images too, because it's tough. You know, um, it, it's, it's quite a challenge. So don't be too hard on yourself. Your first photo walk out there trying to capture something funny, you may come back with nothing. Don't be too hard on yourself. Reset your expectations. This is adding to the challenge, definitely. Street photography in itself is not easy. It's not easy to get to, to capture that story in a frame. So you add a, an, an, extra, uh, an extra level of difficulty by adding humor. So um, go out there and shoot. If you have something that you really want to share that you shot last month or last year, go ahead and you can post that. Um, the comments will close on November 27th. So um, that gives you a couple of weeks to, to go out there and shoot. And I'm really looking forward to it because this is going to be a really, really fun one for me to, uh, to, to monitor and I look forward to seeing your the humor in the streets coming from all over the world with uh, street folk from the street focused listeners. So have fun. Now the pick of the week segment. Um, this week is a book again, and it's called "60 Tips of Creative iPhone Photography" by Marty Holberg, and it's published with Rocky Nook, and it covers everything that is iPhone photography and uh, from the the basic features on your phone to third-party apps. It also has a guest gallery of images. It's just a really, really fun read. I, I enjoy taking my phone and um, and limiting myself to, to that simple tool. And um, of course, I've been inspired by, by a lot of great photographers. And I er, earlier in the show, I interviewed Elif Suyabatmaz from Istanbul, and she shoots primarily with her iPhone, and she's a street photographer. So this comes to show that really it's about the vision and not letting the gear get in the way. And, and there's no better way to, to do that than with something as simple as an iPhone or any kind of phone, really. So, uh, fun read, 60 tips of creative iPhone photography at Rocky Nook. And I will also include the link. 
A little bit of housekeeping before ending the show. Um, Street Focus is on Google+. Please join our growing community. It's a fun place to share your work. Also, um, there is also a category where you can share questions for the Q&A episodes there. You can also forward those questions on the comment section for each blog post. And a quick announcement regarding my 2015 photo workshops. Um, the weekend in Paris that I announced last time that I had just uh, opened for registration only has two spots left. And uh, I'm really excited because uh, right now I have six people from six different countries coming. So I'm taking a small group of people, eight uh, participants. So um, only two spots left, but I, there are three other workshops happening in Paris in 2015 two week-long workshops and another weekend. So check them out. They do fill up quickly because all of them uh, are limited to eight to 10 photographers. And there is just still space in uh, my Rome workshop in April. I'm really excited because I'm teaming up with a local guide and a friend and I will be seeing Rome through fresh eyes and share the experience with my students. So it will be a small group of eight photographers for a week and there are um, two or three spots left, I believe. So check out my website. There are a few more workshops um, that just opened up as well and uh, more will be announced soon. So it's on my website at www.valeriejardinphotography.com all in one word. Or you can just Google my name, Valérie Jardin. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. You can comment on the post. Please post your images. And uh, I look forward to, to seeing a lot of humor in the next couple of weeks. And then uh, catch up with the other shows. That's, this is number eight. And there were also two preview episodes. So um, if you haven't had the time to listen to all of them, uh, please do so. And if you really enjoy it, please leave us a five-star rating over on iTunes. Um, it helps uh, give us some visibility. And I really appreciate that. And then sign up for exclusive TWIP membership benefits and discounts by heading over to thisweekinphoto.com slash join. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab your camera and hit the streets. Street Focus.